Hey, this is Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel, Divine, Texas. Would really like to thank you for taking time to check out our podcast, our Sunday sermons, and our Wednesday night Bible studies. You can always share this, download it, or even find it on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, and pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. You can also find out about our church service times. We have our Sunday service at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night Bible study at 7 p.m. We're located in the Market Media Building. It's located at 203 East College Avenue, Sweet C in Divine, Texas. Plus, if you need to get any other information from the church, you can do all of this at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Here's today's teaching. So tonight I entitled this, And God Gave. And God Gave. And, and the reason why I use that is because you're going to see that a few times in Scripture. Uh, and it's very important, I think, when something's repeated, uh, it's something for us to grab a hold of and learn from. And so remember last week we were talking about uh, the introduction of Daniel. And Daniel actually deals with holding fast. And in a time that we're in right now, in the world that we're in, there's so much that we can learn from the book. And so I think the, the biggest thing that I would tell people is people will say the Bible's out of touch, the Bible's out of date. No, it's not. The Bible speaks to uh, the things that are going on in our world today. And the book of Daniel does that in a mighty way. And we're going we're gonna to learn that tonight. So uh, one of the things that we're going to see is Daniel's going to hold fast. There are going to be times when he's squeezed. Uh, by the culture or he's squeezed by uh, the, 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 uh, the constraints that are put on him by the king and yet he stands for God and it's the same thing that we can learn for us as well is that uh, for, for everything that we're going through everything that we uh, see happen in, the, in this world that we are uh, not to conform to the culture but we are to conform to uh, to uh, seeking what is right in God's eyes. And uh, so that's really my prayer as we get in this. So Daniel, again, was written to encourage the Jews that were exiled from Babylon. And, uh, and, and so that's, let's go ahead and get into verse 1 here. It says, In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the vessels of the house of God. And he brought them to the land of Shinar, uh, to the house of God, and placed the vessels in the treasure of his God. And so what we see is in the third year of Jehoiakim's reign, uh, he was a wicked king. Uh, we know that through scriptures in Second Chronicles chapter 36, verses 5-8. through 8. It says Jehoiakim, uh, Jehoiakim was a... Uh, 25 years old when he began to reign and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem and he did evil or he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord against him came up Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and bound him in chains to take him to Babylon Nebuchadnezzar also carried off the vessels of the house of the Lord uh, to Babylon and put them in the in the palace in Babylon and so we see two things that happen there in those verses it talks about the, the vessels, the treasures of God. All the things that were in the temple were taken uh, by Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, and, and so God allowed it. And this is something for us to remember. Just because we're going through something as a nation as well, God's going to allow things to grow us as a church, to grow us as individuals. 
you know, we were told that we were going to have uh, trials, that we were going to have times of suffering. It's, it's nothing that has not been taught to us in, uh, by the Word of God. And so we, we need to remember that. Um, one of the other things we know is that uh, with Jehoiakim, it, it says in, in uh, 2 Chronicles 36, verses 7 and 8, it says, Nebuchadnezzar also carried part of the vessels of the house of the Lord to Babylon and put them in the palace in Babylon. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoiakim and the abominations that he did and what was found against him, behold, they are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. And Jehoiachin, his son, reigned in his place. And so we see that, uh, that Nebuchadnezzar not only takes the things of God, but he puts them in his pagan temple. And, and so it's, it's sad, but that's, that's what happens. But that's how bad you know, Israel had fallen. They had been given warning uh, you know, through uh, Jeremiah, and, and, and they just, they just fought, failed to, to turn from their sin. And uh, it says in verse 3, Then the king commanded Ashpenaz, uh, the chief eunuch, to bring some of the people of Israel, both of the royal family and, and of the nobility. And, and the eunuchs actually were, would show their loyalty to the king by being castrated, but uh, what's crazy about uh, Ashpenaz is his name is actually was found. Remember we talked about the biblical archaeology. His name was actually found in some of the biblical archaeology because they would say, why is, why is somebody who's a eunuch be named in something that's found? Right? And, and his name was found as being the, uh, the chief eunuch for, uh, and it says Ashpenaz, the master of eunuchs in the time of Nebuchadnezzar. So it just confirms the Bible. So the, the artifacts that were found is actually kept in the museum in, in Berlin. Uh, it was found during one of the biblical archaeology digs that were found. And, and people said Nebuchadnezzar didn't exist. Um, and, and why, out of all the people, a eunuch was found in the artifact. And, and we find these things throughout Scripture uh, where Scripture is proven time and time again. And we're going to learn that in the book of Daniel where we see over and over again prophecies that were fulfilled. And, and if you think about just the amount of prophecy that was fulfilled for... You, you would have to go through the history of Europe and, and the United States. You're looking at 500 years of history and he predicted... That, that in the Bible, it was predicted. You know, Daniel predicted that. And we're going to get into that next week, which is awesome in chapter 2. Uh, verse, verse 4 says, Use without blemish of good appearance and skillful in all wisdom, endowed with knowledge, understanding, learning, and competent to stand in the king's palace and to teach them the literature and the language of the Chaldeans. So what's going to happen now is it's going to be the Babylonian brainwashing that's going to happen. He's going to take the, the best and the brightest that, that, that Israel has and he's going to use them and he's going to teach them the ways of Babylonian uh, to be Babylon. And, and, and he's going to take, the, it, it says there, the, the use without blemish. And so it would have been the ones that were good looking without any physical defects, right? They, they would have had to been gifted in wisdom and understanding or sharp or smart. 
And Alexander the Great did the same thing. So this is not something new. Alexander the Great did the same thing when he was looking for young men or he conquered an area. He would do the, th the same thing. For us, you know, if we think about uh, this type of event, you know, where, where they pulled the... Because uh, it says both uh, of the royal family and of the nobility, the youth without blemish, you know, it's, it's almost like we're looking at, in a lot of ways, a, a modern-day Babylonian in our times. And what do I mean by that? Well, we, we turn our youth over to who? Silicon Valley. And you go, well, what do you mean? If you think about it, TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, Google, Apple, Facebook, Twitter, all Silicon Valley. And, and have control of much of the world. Believe it or not. They have a lot of control. And, and what we see now is our kids are, and some of our brightest kids and youngest minds are being controlled by the same stuff. They're being brainwashed. Think about it. And, and, and honestly, I mean, at the end of the day, this is, this is what they want. That's why when you send your child off to school, to college, you better do your homework to make sure what kind of college you're sending them to. I saw a thing today that gave a list of all the trades and how much more money you would make doing a trade instead of going to college. Because what are they going to do with your kid when they get them in college? They're going to indoctrinate them into socialism and Marxism. It's the same type of thing that was happening in Babylonian. They wanted them to be a certain way. And so if they get them young and train them young, we got them. And so for us, we need to be very careful because... One of the things that we know is that we know that many colleges and seminaries, even seminaries, have been overtaken by evil. Billionaires have pumped millions of dollars into these schools to put certain teachers in place and certain things in place so th certain things are being taught. And so when you send your child off to school, your child needs to be prepared. And that's why, like, you think about all these kids that got taken up in, 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 uh, by Babylon, right? Only four of them stand out. Out of all of them. What do the parents do different with those four? And that's really what we need to kind of look at today. It's like they're going to ingest all the, the, the Chaldeans' uh, language, and, the, and, and ingest the values that they have of Babylonian, praying to the, the pagan gods, right? That's what they're going to teach them. And so for us, we need to understand, like, we need to prepare our kids before we send them off. Because your kids are going to get rocked in college. I'm speaking from a parent that's had kids go through college, and we've had some long discussions and opening up the Word and kind of grounding them and getting them to hold fast to what they learn because as soon as they get to philosophy, which everybody has to take, they get them. And they start, God's not real. It was a book made up by man. They start going through all those things. And one of the things that we need to be very careful with, not only, and it's already happening in our country, it's like uh, when we think about a lightning strike, 
that happens in the woods. You may not see it, but underneath all that mulch, the fire spreads. It's not being seen. And then when the conditions are ripe, the fire comes out in full blaze, five alarm blaze. And it had been, it had been boiling up under the ground for a while. And boom, it shows up. What's happening in our nation right now didn't happen overnight, people. It's, it's, there was a fire, a lightning strike, and it's been building up underneath the mulch. And, and the, the time was ripe, and boom. And now the fire's here. And so we need to be prepared to understand what God's Word is going to, how God's Word's going to guide us. Because, you know, the fire wants to spread. And in and, and the, and the right environment, it'll do that. And Christians are going to have to stand. This was why I gave you all that verse last week in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk uh, by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. And let me tell you, if you don't do that, Satan will. Satan is using public education, movies, television, social networks to, to pressure your kids. To, to make them think there's something contrary to God. And, and their faith is going to be tested. And so they need to hold fast to the faith and they need to see you live it out. And that's why it says when you sit down at the table, when you have those discussions, let them, let them voice their opinions and then show them in the Word what God's Word says. Don't be afraid to have those discussions. I saw a pastor this past week, sadly. Well, I don't even know if you could call him a pastor. UCC Church. And he's teaching John 3.16. He never even went into the whole verse. He just said, for God so loved the world. And then he went into this whole thing. It was a 13-minute sermon, which I was like... And he talks about how Jesus um, was just a man. And it was when he was here 2,000 years ago, all of a sudden that's when he realized, hey, I'm a God. And he's teaching this from a pulpit and a church, and the church is growing because they're an all-inclusive church. Everybody can be there. He has sermon titles like God is Binary. I mean, all kinds of stuff. And this stuff is out there. And, and the great apostasy is happening now. People are falling away left and right. And we need to stand for God's Word. Even as difficult as it is in the time that we're in right now. Verse 5 said, The king assigned them a daily portion of the food. 
that the king ate and of the wine that he drank, they were, uh, they were to be educated for three years. Three years of indoctrination. And at the end of that time, they were to stand before the king. And so we know that, you know, Daniel and, and his friends were, were not going to be able to eat because of why? The, the food wasn't kosher. Uh, the, the, the wine and the, and the food would have been offered to pagan gods. And they, and they couldn't do it. Now, out of all these kids that were taken, because you've got to know these weren't the only four kids. These were the only four that stood up. These are the only four names that we have in the Bible that shows that they, were, they belonged to God. And they weren't going to compromise. Now, that's a, a thing that we need to learn for ourselves that we shouldn't compromise as well. Verse 6 says, Among them was Daniel... Uh, and then Hanani, Mishael, and then Ajadah of the tribe of Judah. Now Daniel's name means God is judge. Hananiah's name is God is favored. Mishael, uh, who is what God is. What a great, who is what God is. Right? That's a great, great man. If you were known for that, right? For being what God is, doing what God has called you to do. And then Ashadah was Jehovah has helped. And it says in verse 7, And the chief of the eunuchs gave the names Daniel. So they changed the names, right, to pagan names. So Daniel, he's going to be called Belshazzar, uh, which actually means may Bel protect the king. Bel, which is a pagan god, right? Hananiah, is gonna, uh, who is going to be called Shadrach, which means command of Aku, which is the Babylonian idolatrous god. And then Mishael is going to be called Meshach, who is, uh, who is what Aku, which is Babylonian idolatrous god as well. And then Ashadai he called Abednego, and which means uh, a servant of Nego, uh, which is uh, again another Babylonian idolatrous god, which was named after a god of vegetation. And so, each of them had their name changed, but you notice that they didn't fight over the name change. Right? This is not where they're going to... And this is very important for us too. There are times when we need to stand up, and there are times when you don't need to major in the minors. Okay? It's, it's very important. There are going to be times when you have to stand up. You have a conviction from God. There's going to be a time when you have to stand up. But... This was not a, a major thing for them to fight over. Romans 12:18 says, "If possible, and this is very important, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all." So we seek peace where no principle of God is directly violated. Right? A name change. You know, I, I, I'm petite. They called me Pettit the whole time I was in the army. Is it worth fighting over? No. It's not. Because I know who I, I belong to, right? I belong to God. And even today I was somewhere and they called me Pettit. And I was like, it's not. I'm not going to major in the minors. When we moved here, we had a problem with the name. Somebody wanted the, they were worried about the logo. Because it had a dub on it. No problem, we changed the logo. Is it worth fighting over? No. We're not going to do that. Now there will be times when we have to stand up. 
when they asked me to change the name from Calvary Chapel to something else. And that wasn't going to happen. Because Calvary Chapel had been Calvary Chapel long before these other churches were here. And, and so that wasn't we weren't going to do. But let's go in verse 8. It says, But Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. Therefore, he, he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. This kid is 14 years old, 14 to 15 years old. 14 to 15. And he's standing up and saying, I can't defile myself. He had it put on his heart and he wasn't going to conform to the pressure. And this is very important for us to remember too is that we're supposed to stand for God not compromising our faith. And, and so for us, you know, they, honestly, the, the Israelites shouldn't have been in this position in the first place. All they had to do was repent. Daniel resisted doing something, you know, that he was like, I know that it's forbidden. God wouldn't allow me to have this food or have this wine that was this meat that was offered to pagan gods. Not going to do it. And Psalm 106, verse 28 and 29 says, Then they yoked themselves to the Baal of Peor and ate sacrifices and offered to the dead. They provoked the Lord to anger with their deeds, and a plague broke out among them. And that happened while they were in the wilderness. Israel was marching. And it's an illustration of how costly our disobedience is. You think that God's not going to convict you? Or He's not going to, to deal with your compromise? He will. He's going to. But He gives you ample time to, to repent. And so we see in verse 9, and this is where I got the title from, And God gave. And God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the chief to the, uh, of the eunuchs. It's like God acted. God is still with them even though they have been exiled. And now they're in this three-year school, right? That they have to, they, they don't have a choice. They have to be in it. And yet God is showing up and saying, and God gave Daniel favor. God's not, no matter what our circumstances, God has not quit on us. We need to be obedient. And this is where most believers struggle, is they struggle with obedience. We need, to, we need to just do what God is asking us to do, and, and, and then the next step is shown. One step of obedience, and He'll show you what you need to do next. God honors conviction, right, and, and yield God-given rewards. And, and so I always believe that God blesses obedience, always. In Luke chapter 16, verse 10, it says, One who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. And one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. And so Daniel's going to be faithful in doing what God had put on his heart to do. And it says in verse 10, And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king. He's scared. He fears man. Who assigned your food and your drink. For why should he see that you are, uh, you are in worse condition than the youths who are, with, are your own age? So you would endanger my head with the king. So 
he could get in trouble and be beheaded. Right? And, and that, that, that fear is where a lot of people are at today. I fear the Lord, the King. Not God. Nebuchadnezzar is who he fears. That's who he fears. And it reminded me of Pontius Pilate. It reminded me of Pontius Pilate in Matthew chapter 27, verses 24 through 26. It said, When Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather that a, uh, a riot was beginning, he took water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am an innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. And you go down a little bit further in verse 25, it says, And all the people answered his blood be on us and on our, on our children. Then he released Barabbas and, and having... Uh, scourged Jesus and delivered him to be crucified. But it says in John 19, 12, it says, From then Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. That's why he released him, because he feared Caesar. He feared man. This is why the Bible gets banned in countries that are socialist or communist countries because the Bible, if I fear God, the only thing that your persecution is going to do is spread the Word of God even further. That's what it does. We are not to fear man. We fear God. We have a lot of people that are, are, are fearful of man. And, and at the end of the day, we... I heard it said by one pastor, he's like, they put me in jail when they were doing the COVID-19 thing. He's like, if they put me in jail, then I just have a prison ministry now. That's how he looked at it. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like we, we have to understand that our, our fear comes from God, not from the world. And too many Christians have allowed their fear to come from the world. It says in verse 11, Then Daniel said to the steward whom the chief of the eunuchs had assigned over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azadah, Test your servants for ten days. So Daniel has an answer for him right back. Test your servants for ten days. Let us be given vegetables to eat and water to drink. So he's removing the meat and the, and the wine. Then let your appearance and the, and the appearance of the youths who eat the king's food be observed by you. And deal with your servants according to what you see. Now Daniel's courage brought three friends along. It's amazing when someone stands up. More people will. And these three friends, they stood up in Ecclesiastes uh, 4, chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. It says, two are better than one because they have good reward for their toil. For if they, if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not, uh, has not another to lift him up. We're not supposed to walk by ourselves in this faith. It was never meant to be that way. We come from a community of faith. We are a, a church that follows Jesus Christ and we are to stand together with each other. That's why when one mourns, we all mourn. And when, you know, when, when we celebrate a wedding, we all celebrate. It's a joyful thing. 
And what we see here is Daniel had, had a purpose on his heart, and Daniel's decision influenced his friends to choose to honor God in his way. And we need more of that today. And you think about all the people that came out of Judah, all the youth that came out of Judah, these are the only four. So you're telling me out of all the youth and out of all the people, four did not compromise. All the rest of them drunk the wine and ate the meat. That was against the law of God. Because it was, it was given to pagan gods. And it was only these four that stood up. In Luke chapter 6, verse 26, this is Jesus uh, telling the Pharisees and the Sadducees, Woe to you when all people speak well of you. For so their fathers did to, talk, uh, did to the, the false prophets. You know, what we're seeing today is a, a further drift of our society. And it drifts further and further away from the truth. And when, when we have a society that drifts further and further away th from the truth, they hate people that speak truth. They don't like that. They don't like when you stand up and you read the Word of God. We can't have that. See, what we've, we've forgotten is we serve a God. We've, for, we've forgotten that we serve a God that, that He's telling the religious at this time, and we're going to deal with that this weekend, Sunday too. He, he's telling them, hey, look, woe to you when people speak well of you. I will offend you at some point in this church. Not because I'm trying to, but because the Word of God will. I have been offended in church before with Pastor Joe. Where I was like, whoa. And it was the Word of God when it gets past the bone into the marrow and it convicts you. We're not to win people to Christ because what happens is you're trying to win them to love you. And that's not my job. My job is to give you the gospel of Jesus Christ so you can go out and give the gospel of Jesus Christ to others. My job is for you to, to, to actually to walk in faith and grow in your faith. My job is not to make you love me. Because that's what pastors are doing today. They want to be liked. That's, that's why I said the thing that's, that's, you know, caused problems not just in our, in our teens is also caused problems in our pulpits. We have pastors that want to that wanna be liked. That want to be celebrities. And guess what? COVID has allowed them to do that. They can reach further out than they ever have before. And, and they'll say what they need to say, just like that pastor. Lying from the pulpit. To win favoritism and love, but not give them the truth of God's word. He, he's taking them straight to hell. And 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 you know I I'm not a fan of or, or somebody who 
tells you to go listen to Dave Chappelle, but what Dave Chappelle did was share truth, and look how many people got upset. There is, in fact, a gender. Jesus said it. Jesus said it. They are made male and female. Right? And, and they want to cancel Dave Chappelle now. And, and, and woe to you unless you're not canceled, because you can just cancel me. Because I'm, I'm not here to win you over. I'm not here to try to, 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 to make you... Because that's what Marxism does. That's what we need to wake up to that. Marxism and socialism, and actually even communism, recast Jesus. They're recasting Jesus, making him into something that he's not. They forget that Jesus was the same Jesus that said that, Woe to you when, when all people speak well of you. He's the same Jesus that flipped tables over and pulled the whip out. You see, they like the hippie Jesus, where it's all about love. And Jesus loves. But no pastor wants to love you to hell. We would be doing you a disservice. And so that's why we have to be careful. We have unbiblical thinking pastors in the pulpit pushing agendas that go against God's Word. Abortion. And, and, you know, and, and other things of culture. You know, again, it becomes they're trying to please man. And it tells us in Galatians chapter 1, verse 10, it says, from, uh, For I am now seeking the approval of man or of God. This is Paul. Or am I trying to please man? If I, if I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. It's not my job to please man. And so we need to be very careful. Daniel stood up for what was right because of the conviction that God had on Daniel. It was a law that Daniel was going to hold to. At 14 or 15 years old, he does this. this is, that's, that's what blows me away about Daniel. A man of God. At 14 or 15 years old. It says in verse 14, So he listened to them in this matter and tested them for 10 days. So they're testing them. See how, how things are going to work out. Proverbs, uh, and I love that it, and it says, so he listened to them. This is the eunuch. He listened. God gave him what? And God gave favor to Daniel. In Proverbs 16, 7, it says, whenever a man, man's way pleases the Lord, he makes even enemies to be at peace with him. When we do what God is calling us to do, God's going to take care of all the rest of it. Okay? We need, to, we need to understand that. In verse 15 it says, And at the end of the ten days it was seen that they were better in appearance and fatter in the, in the flesh than all the youths who ate the king's food. So the steward took away their food and the, and the wine and they were uh, to drink and give them uh, gave them vegetables. They exercised their faith and God blessed it. God blessed their obedience. And they looked healthier than their other classmates who were drinking the wine and eating, 
eating the meat. Sorry, I thought my nose was bleeding. I used to have problems with that when I was a kid. Um, and, and so here they are drinking the wine and eating the meat, and they look worse than the guys on vegetables. Now, you can go to a whole thing on this about vegetables and meat and all that stuff, right? You can, it's better to eat healthy and all. Uh, but one of the things that I love is that they did not compromise. And it wasn't just a, 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 the, the, that Daniel, Daniel didn't compromise. And these other guys compromised and it showed even on the outside. Daniel didn't compromise and it showed on the outside. They looked better, healthier, right? Sometimes when we're in something we're not supposed to, it will wear you down and beat you up and life is just, that's what sin does to us when we allow compromise in our life. And here they are, Daniel and his friends. And it says, and I love this verse in verse 17, as for these four youths, and here it is again, God gave. God gave them learning and skill in all literature and all wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams, which we'll find out next week when we get to chapter 2. So God gave them knowledge. God gave them skill and literature. God gave them wisdom. They were able to have knowledge to comprehend the truth. Right? Wisdom to apply the truth. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 3, it says, In whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. But Daniel's understanding, he had visions and dreams. And, and we're going to see that he's going to be interpreting dreams. And it reminded me of Joseph. What did Joseph do? Joseph, Joseph used to interpret dreams as well. In Genesis chapter 41, verse 15 and 16, it says, And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream, and there is no one who can interpret it. I've had a dream, and it was said that you, uh, when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, it is not me. God will give Pharaoh a favorable answer, right? And I love what happens from that in Genesis. Again, obedience. Uh, in Genesis 41, verses 39, it says, And Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has shown you all this, there is none so discerning and wise as you are. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall order themselves as you command. Only as, as regards the throne will I be greater than you. God blessed his obedience. And Joseph went through being sold into slavery by his brothers, being placed into jail, and you go, well, where was God at? God was there the whole time. Same with Daniel. All the things that are going to happen with Daniel, God will be there. We already see it showing up in chapter 1. In verse 18 it says, And at the end of time when the king had commanded that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in and, and before Nebuchadnezzar. So now they're about 17 to 18 years old as they come before the king as the three years have passed. And the king spoke with them, and among all of them none, of, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, uh, and and Ajidah, and therefore they stood before the king and in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king inquired of them he found them and this is what I love I highlighted this ten times better than all the magicians and the enchanters that were already uh, that were all in his uh, kingdom so they outshine the professionals the the grown-ups 
And they were ten times better than them. Because why? They were being obedient to God. They were doing what God had called them to do. And that should be the same thing with us as well. Like for Christians, you should be ten times better than everybody that you're at work with. You shouldn't be that guy where they go, man, you're the probably that guy is probably the most laziest person we have here at work. And you're the Christian. You should outshine, right? Proverbs, verse, uh, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. In Psalm 119, 98, it says, Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. And finally, in verse 21, it says, And Daniel was there until the first year of King Cyrus. And Cyrus, actually the Persian, uh, the Persians will actually conquer Babylon, uh, Babylonian Empire in 539 B.C. And Daniel continued to be an official under the Persians for a few years as well. Seventy years old. From 14 or 15 to 70 he served. And, and God used him through all those different kings. And we'll get into all that as we get further into the book. So what's our application tonight as we finish up? So the first one. Have you dared to be a Daniel in this culture? That's a scary thing, right? There's a, there's a lot of pushback. I mean, I'm not telling you to go out and argue and stand and argue with people because it's so easy. People are so divided today. They argue about everything. But when it comes to God's Word, are you going to be there and you're going to hold fast to God's Word and do what God's telling you to do and the convictions that you have? Because it's easy to stand with the crowd. It's hard to stand alone. That's a hard thing to do. In 1 Corinthians verses 16-13, through I love this verse. One of my favorites. Be watchful and stand firm in the faith. Act like men and be strong. We have to stand firm in the faith. We have to lead our families as men. Second application. Have you ever offered your teenagers up to the modern day Babylonian empire? The culture. See, we need to teach and train and prepare our kids for the pressures and the straining that the world's going to put on them. They need to be grounded in God's Word. And, and you can go back and read Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4-9 through 9 when you get time. But it, it, it's important for us that you shall teach them diligently to your children. Right? You need to teach them diligently. And, and remember, somebody prepared Daniel. There was a parent that prepared Daniel. And Daniel held fast. And so did his friends. Because if you won't train your, your kids, Satan will. He'll gladly take them. And they'll, and they'll be bowing down to the technology of the day. That's modern-day Babylon. TikTok. Everybody wants to be a celebrity. That's the problem. That's the problem. Everybody wants to be seen. And, and it gives you the availability to do that. But it also gives you a platform. And, and at the same time, you have access to things that's funny because if you, you search Google on certain things about Jesus Christ or God, 
Lord help you what you're going to find. There's a lot of bad stuff out there. And, and that's why having the Word of God, uh, teaching them diligently God's Word is going to be so important. Don't just offer them up. I, I realize one of the things that me and Teresa talked about is we, our grandkids, we need to be sowing into them. You know, because it can't just be the parents. The parents are tired sometimes. That's where the grandparents jump in and say, you know what, I'm going to help out. Right? Last thing. And God gave. I love that, that phrase. And God gave. So even when they were in Babylon, taken into exile into the, Babylon, uh, into the pagan country, yet God was with them. Do you believe that God is with us today as we see what's happening in America? I do. And I, I want to encourage you that what we need to do as a church and as individuals is we need to be like Daniel and take those small steps of faith of obedience and stand when we have to stand. Okay? You live in a, a state where you can teach the Word and, you know, there's a lot. I mean, you look at Australia right now. It's crazy. Right? But right now, we need to be, we need to be prepared for what's coming. And we do that by being in God's Word. And as we get through the book of Daniel, we're gonna, there's going to be so much that we learn. We're going to learn that there are times when you have to stand up. Even though, even though you're going to get kicked back. But, remember that verse in Romans. Don't major on the minors. Don't be somebody who's just stirring stuff up. If you have a conviction from God on something, you need to stand up and say, no, I'm not doing that. They had some pilots that did that. Um, the guy said, I, I have a religious exemption. I, I can't get the shot. He's losing his job. But he's standing for God. God's going to take care of him. And, and at the end of the day, nobody promised you a rose garden. <laughs> right? Jesus said we're going to go through trials and suffering. And, and that's part of the, the joy of our faith. Is that, you know, in that trial and suffering, we grow. We, we, we grow closer to God and we also, we grow spiritually. And that's, that's the most important thing. So, if you get anything from tonight and God gave. Right now, it may not seem like things are going the right direction. But God's here. And God will give. And God will bless obedience. Just keep doing what God is calling you to do. Okay? And train your kids. Get them ready. Have them prepared. Have them so they hold fast to God's Word. Because as soon as they get into school, as soon as they get into college, they're going to be, there is no God. The Bible was written by man. It's not, it's not, it's irrelevant to today's culture. It's all that stuff they'll have to deal with. I think my son had somebody read, you know, about what horoscope are you? And I told him, I said, you, you do. And Matt goes, yeah, I was going to tell him that, you know, it tells you in the Bible that you're not supposed to. And he goes, and it's funny to think that it was all the way back in the Old Testament. Nothing's new under the sun. And it's true. But we have to, we have to, uh, 
be understanding that there are people that are falling for a lot of different stuff right now. And that's why biblically you need to be in your word, in prayer, praying for our nation, praying for our leaders, and uh, in praying for each other. Praying for each other. And there's a lot of, a lot of bumps and bruises happening right now. And, um, and people just, you know, they need to be encouraged. They need to be encouraged with God's word. They need to be encouraged in prayer. Um, and, and at the same time, we need to be grounded in God's word, holding fast to it. And that's really the theme of Daniel is holding fast. Holding fast and standing up. Let's pray. Uh, Father God, we thank you so much for tonight. We do pray as we begin the book of Daniel, Lord, we thank you so much for the example that we do see. And we, we know, Lord, we, at the end of the day, I think one of the things that always blows me away, when I think of where I, what I was doing at 14 or 15, I didn't even know you. And just the, the mess that I was, and I, I think of this young man standing for you, and being an example <laughs> that, that we were reading about today. Um, and, and just it's amazing to me. And it just reminds me how wonderful and beautiful our youth are. And, and how, you know, the impact that they make in the culture by standing for God. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help us as parents, that you would help us as grandparents, uh, that we would be able to train up our child train up our grandchild to, to allow them to hold fast to your word. And Lord, we know that there are things where people are standing right now. And we're just asking, Lord, as, as they stand in obedience, that you would bless them. That you would bless them. That you would show them each step they need to take from, from point A to point B, Lord. And we thank you so much. I pray everybody gets home safely tonight. And I do pray for those that are traveling to Nashville. Get them there safely, Lord. And, um, you know, we thank you so much. And we do pray for our leaders. We pray for our Congress. And, and just, Lord, let them do what you've called them to do, which is to um, make the right decisions. You've placed them there, Lord. And they, they have an opportunity to do what's right or what's wrong. And, it seems like there's been a whole lot of wrong happening. And so we pray for, uh, we pray for uh, the right decisions to be made, uh, the ones that are godly, um, and, and, and the ones that would help Americans right now. There are a lot of people hurting financially, and, and um, we just pray, Lord, that you just continue to provide. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for all that you're doing in this city and this town, and we just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. That was Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Divine, Texas. Remember, if you need to get more information on the church, you can do that at calvarydivine.org. God bless.